a chance, opportunity, the captain, McCarthy, he scores. Handed off to DeSimone. Oh, backdoor, McCarthy, he scores. What execution, the captain. Five seconds remaining. Kyle Wood on the far side for Jake Middleton. His shot, big rebound, they score. It's McCarthy with .5 remaining. All right, and that's uh, some of the highlights uh, from John McCarthy, courtesy of Nick Lumberger and the Barracuda Radio Network. Welcome back to Barry Sports Wrap here on 860 AM, The Answer. Alongside me is our feature reporter, Ryan Leong. I'm Marco Ukolovich. And right now, we are now joined on the phone with San Jose Barracuda assistant coach, and he's the former captain of the team, John McCarthy. And John, welcome to the Barrier Sports Wrap. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. It's great to have you on. And, you know, I just, first I just want to go out and, and say what a great career you had. You're basically the – you hold all the major Barracuda franchise records, inc- including games played with 275, goals with 62, assists with 76, points 138, power play goals 17, shorthanded goals 5. And, you know, and you've been the captain for them these last four years. So, uh, you know, when you look back at your 11-year career, and this also includes 88 games that you had with the Sharks between 2009 and 2016, where you accumulated six points, three goals, three assists, and 22 penalty minutes. When you look back at it, you know, what is it, what's some of the things that stand out to you? What are some of the memorable moments you had during your 11-year career playing year? Or 11, yeah, 11 years of playing hockey, excuse me. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, hockey has given me a lot of things, you know, it, it, uh, gave me a lot of experiences I wouldn't normally have had. And I got to meet, you know, a lot of people I wouldn't normally have met. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to the sport for that. And, uh, as far as, you know, kind of moments that I'll always look back on, I'd say my first NHL game, when I got my first call up, um, uh, the game was at uh, at the Shark Tank, and we were playing the Detroit Red Wings back in 2009. They were, you know, kind of a perennial powerhouse in the NHL, and that was a that was a really cool experience. And the other thing that that pops into my, uh, my mind was playing in the uh, the Olympics um, in Korea in 2018. That was uh, that was an unbelievable experience. That you know the Sharks um, actually helped me out with. There was kind of a connection between the Sharks and the USA hockey people and um, the Sharks were nice enough to kind of go to bat for me and I was able to make that team and that was an experience I'll never forget as well. Yeah, I actually apologize for not mentioning that you were on the 2018 US, USA's men's Olympic team and, you know, talk about that experience. I mean, did you have any inkling that, you know, Coach Tony Granato wanted you to be on that team and, and then when you finally got that call, you know, what was the, the role that he explained to you that you were going to be doing for them? Yeah, you know what, to answer the first question, no, I, I didn't really expect to make that team. I I had heard that they weren't they weren't going to allow NHL players to take part um, in the Olympics, but, uh, you know, it never really crossed my mind. But that kind of late fall, um, Tony Granato had some connections with the Sharks. Uh, he played for the Sharks, and um, he had coached with... Um, a lot of the, a lot of the people in management and, and that are coaching with the Sharks, so there was a connection there, and uh, they they let me know that um, the USA Hockey people were looking for a you know a bottom six forward that was able to kill penalties and take faceoffs for them, and um, they said that Coach Granado was going to come out and watch one of my games, and he did that late fall. He came out and watched, and I talked to him after, and he was a great guy, and said you know what, 
you know, just keep playing your game. We're going to be watching. You know, we haven't made any decisions yet, but, uh, you know, keep playing your game and, and we'll let you know. And uh, actually, the, the day I got back from Christmas break that year, I had a game here at home at 115 and I was eating my pregame breakfast and I got a call from um, Jim Johansson, who unfortunately passed away before the Olympic Games even started, but he uh, he called me to let me know that I had made the team, and uh, you know it was, it was really exciting, and I was able to call my uh, my family and and let them know that you know I had made the team, and uh, you know that's uh, that was a pretty cool moment for us. We're joined with John McCarthy, assistant coach for the San Jose Barracuda, who just recently retired due to a medical condition. Now, for for the, the fans who don't know, John, would, would you mind explaining uh, what happened to you back on December 10th? Sure. I uh, So I was, <clears throat> earlier this year, I was playing, actually. I was coming back from my 11th season um, with the Barracuda. I uh, kind of trained all summer and started the year um, as a player. And uh, kind of out of nowhere, uh, unfortunately, I had a stroke. Um, on December 10th, like you said, uh, I just woke up feeling kind of out of whack. Uh, the left side of my body was not working the way it should be. And, um, eventually my speech was severely slurred. So, um, I called the trainer, the trainer called the team doctor and he got me in to the hospital, you know, right away, which, um, come to find out was literally a lifesaver. Um, I was able to get in there quickly and they gave me, um, an IV medicine that, um, it's basically a super blood thinner, and um, within a few hours, my symptoms pretty much cleared up. There's no residual effects um, from the stroke itself. Um, they come to find out, the stroke was caused by a um, small hole between in the wall between the ventricles and my heart. So um, we're, we're still kind of monitoring my heart activity right now, but hopefully in the near future, I'm going to be able to get uh, a procedure done where they can go in and kind of clamp that hole and, uh, you know, ho- hopefully avoid any strokes in the future. But, uh, you know, it's kind of just, just kind of a freak thing. And, uh, you know, I just feel lucky that I was able to get, get help uh, as quickly as I did. Well, we're glad that, you know, you're feeling much better now and that, you know, you, you survived a scary situation because, you know, I'm sure you had no idea that, something like this could have even happened to you, especially at such a young age, and that, you know, you, you can never know a condition, like you said, of having a, a small hole in your heart. I mean, unless you're going, getting, you know, EKG, EKGs and, you know, x-rays like that, how would you know? So, you know, I'm sure it was a very scary situation that day for you. It was scary, yeah. And, you know, it's uh, the hole in the heart uh was pretty undetectable. You know, the Sharks, um, every year at training camp, we go through an extensive physical that includes an EKG, includes an ultrasound of your heart. And uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, it's really hard to find on any of those tests. And, uh, you know, after after I had the stroke, they kind of do, you know, take those tests kind of a, a step further, and that's where they detected it. So, um, but like I said, uh, I feel lucky. You know, it's uh, unfortunately... Um, I have to be on blood thinners for you know a pretty extended period of time. So my my season this season was was definitely over, and you know past that was kind of a question mark. So um, you know the the sharks and barracuda organizations were both unbelievable with me and let me know you know if if you know I felt like this was a good time for me to step away from the game that you know I'd be able to continue on with with the staff and uh, you know it seemed like an opportunity that uh, I really didn't want to pass up. So. 
I, uh, I, I joined the coaching staff, and uh, I'm really liking it so far. Yeah, let's talk about your transition from player to assistant coach, because usually uh, some players take a while to make that decision. You decided you wanted to do that right away. So what's what's been the transition like so far in these first few games that you've been behind the bench now? I'm sure it's a whole different experience. It is. It definitely is. It's, it's definitely different. You know, the first first game, first few practices are a little awkward because I was I was in I was in that you know the players' shoes like a couple weeks before, so you know it was a little weird. But uh, you know, even as I was playing, I was you know the oldest guy on the team and kind of the, that captain role, and you know uh, the closest thing to uh, to a, an assistant coach as you could really get. So you know the transition the transition hasn't been crazy. I wouldn't say um, the. Uh, it's, you, you kind of have a, a little more to worry about than as a player. It's uh, a few more hours at the rink, uh, kind of before practice, after practice, and breaking down the film and everything. But like I said, I enjoy it, and uh, I'm grateful that I'm able to, to stay in this game. Um, you know, it's uh, a, a lot of guys when they finish playing kind of kind of say they have a void uh, in their lives, and you know, I feel lucky that you know that that void's filled with um, you know this coaching role. Hey, John, it's Ryan Leong. Thanks for joining us on the program. Now, I looked at all your stats. As you mentioned, you were being the oldest the oldest player on the Barracuda. I don't know if your teammates, are, of course, are aware of the movie Bull Durham. Did, did you ever feel like you were kind of like a, the Crash Davis of the team? <laughs> <laughs> there were definitely times, yeah. It was, uh, you know, uh, especially as my career progressed, the American Hockey League, and for those of uh, the listeners that don't know, the AHL is the, the league below the NHL. It's, it would be similar to uh, AAA baseball. Um, it, the league itself, even since I started, I started 2009, um, and now the league itself is, is a lot younger than when I first started. When I first started, you know, there was usually like four, five, six kind of guys in their, you know, low 30s, late 20s, early 30s, um, whereas now it's, you know, the emphasis is on development. So, you know, they, the uh, teams are kind of taking their draft picks and throwing them in the AHL right away and, uh, you know, for me, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed that role of being the older guy, and you know, my the, my career kind of transitioned from, you know, when I first started, I was I was a prospect, and I was kind of up and down with the Sharks um, and the minor league team, which at that point was in Worcester, Mass. Um, and then, you know, as I progressed and I got a little bit older, you know, I wasn't necessarily a, pro- a prospect anymore. I was more of a more of a mentor, more of a uh, you know, in, instead of trying to get myself to the NHL, I was trying to get you know, help these guys, you know, develop habits and develop a work ethic and ad- ad- adapt to the pro game um, in order to get themselves an NHL career. So it, w- it was a cool transition. And, you know, I, I uh, as I got older, it uh, kind of gave me the same rush when I when I saw a guy that, you know, I put, put some time in with. And, uh, you know, when I saw him, you know, get the call up, it was, you know, I, I took a little bit of pride in that myself. So um, it was definitely a transition and uh, that I enjoyed. John, I was looking at the standings for both the Barracuda and the Sharks, and unfortunately the one thing the two teams have in common is uh, where you guys are in the standings right now. Uh, but given that, do you find that the Sharks, at the point that they're at right now, being um, the third-worst team in the Pacific, uh, in the Western Conference right now, are they leaning more on, on the players from the Barracuda to, to try to make it up to the parent club sooner so they could help out the, with the big club? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think every team in the NHL is, you know, they're putting a premium on young talent because 
you know, with the salary cap the way it is, um, a lot of teams need those younger guys that are still on their entry-level contracts to play significant roles because that saves, that gives you a little bit of cap relief so you can pay your pay your older, you know, quote-unquote superstars, you know, the amount that you pay them. Um, so that's kind of the reason why the AHL has gotten so much younger is that so many teams are putting an emphasis on developing young talent um, as opposed to going out on the free agent market and signing someone for top dollar, if you can develop them within your system, you know, you're saving yourself that much more money that you can then invest, uh, you know, in a higher-end player. Um, so, yeah, it has been a tough season so far for both teams. Um, the Sharks, the amount of talent on the Sharks alone uh, gives me faith that they will turn things around shortly. Um and as far as for us, you know, we knew we had a young team coming into the season and there was going to be a learning curve there. And, uh, you know, looking back, even just to this weekend, we went into Tucson and played the first place team in the division. And, you know, unfortunately, we lost the first one. Uh, it, was, it was a 5-1 score with two empty netters, so it was closer than the score kind of said. And then, uh, you know, we came back and, and really bounced back in the second game and got a win against the best team in the division. So, you know, things are things are trending in the right direction. I think guys are starting to buy in and, and kind of adapt their game to the pro game. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, we're coming up on halfway through the year and still a lot of hockey left, and I'm excited to see where we can go. And we're excited for, you know, to see what happens with the Barracuda the rest of the season. I know we got your bobblehead coming up uh, this Sunday. But one thing before we let you go, at least from my standpoint, you're a Boston guy. So tell me this. How does uh, – a word like W-O-R-C-E-S-C-E-R be pronounced Wooshta. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question, and I don't have the answer. I just know that that's how it's pronounced. Worcester, Gloucester, that's how they say it. Awesome. John, thank you so much for coming on the show. We hope to have you again soon, and good luck with the, with the Barracuda the rest of the season. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, John. That's John McCarthy, assistant coach for the San Jose Barracuda.